Go in your Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter number 15. Matthew number 15, beginning with verse number 21. Then Jesus went and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan, a Gentile woman, came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, here we go again with these disciples. Send her away, for she cries after us. No, she wasn't crying after the disciples. You know, they're taking too much on themselves here. She was crying out unto the Lord. And Jesus answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It's not meat or necessary to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. How many will be honest with me? And they've read this scripture and had to scratch their head, thinking, Now, why is Jesus treating this woman this way? How many want to be honest with me and ever felt that way? Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessary to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, True, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Hallelujah. In the book of Mark, we find out that her daughter was not with her. Her daughter was home in bed, which would have been a long travel distance away. Because she now was in Israel uh, speaking to Jesus, and she was even, her daughter was even in another country. And Jesus was able, time, distance matters nothing, and he was able to reach out and to touch her. Father, I pray that you would place the, the oil, the olive oil of the Holy Spirit upon me this day to be able to preach and place that olive oil of the Holy Spirit upon those that will hear and receive this day. In Jesus' name we're praying, amen. The Canaanite woman, the Gentile woman, wants Jesus to heal her daughter. And Jesus says these words, I've come to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Here's what's going on. This is a test. How many remembers, you old people, you know who you are. How many remembers watching on TV where it says the TV would stop and there'd be this little weird insignia thing on the TV and it would say, this is a test of the emergency broadcasting, blah, 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 blah. That's back, yeah, that's back when at 12 o'clock, how many remembers this? At 12 o'clock at night? They play the national anthem and go to bed. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. 
This is the test, the emergency broadcasting system. See, this woman didn't know this. It's the same thing in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, chapter number 21 or 22, when the first words out of that gate says this, that God tempted Abraham. You look up the word, the word is nakal, and it means God tested Abraham. Oh, preacher, God don't test his people. He does every bit as much as a teacher tests her pupils to see if it's time for them to go to the next class or not. I don't buy into this stuff that God, oh, no, he never tests. He, oh, yes, he does. Because he wants you and me to see what we're made of and to know if it's time to go to that next step or not. Jesus knows that he will go to his own and his own will receive him not. This woman don't know that. Jesus knows to as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons and the daughters of God, even to those that believe on his name. And that means red, yellow, black, and white were all precious in his sight. That means Jew or Gentile. And how many knows that sometimes when God really, when he says no, what he really means is no, not right now. Parents, can you identify with that? Sure you can. And for a Jewish person, when Jesus mentioned, or anybody for that matter, mentioned a dog, what they had in mind wasn't very good. See, remember the words of Goliath when he's before David and says, am I a dog? That she would come out to me and send this little runt of a kid to me? It was a total insult to call someone a dog because in the Jewish mind, there was only one kind of dog, the kion, which meant a wild dog. Psalms 59.6, wild dogs prowl the city at night. Was Jesus comparing this woman to that kind of dog? No. Exodus chapter 22, wild dogs feed upon the carcasses of the field. Was Jesus comparing that woman to that kind of dog? No. 1 Kings chapter 22, wild dogs lick up the blood after the battle. Was Jesus comparing that Gentile woman to that kind of dog? No. Psalms chapter 22, wild dogs run in packs to try to hurt people. Was Jesus comparing that woman to those kind of dogs? No. Matthew 7, 6. Don't give that which is holy unto wild dogs. Was Jesus comparing that woman to that kind of dog? No. The Greek word, again, dog, kion, a wild dog. But then there was another dog that got introduced to Israel by the Romans. And the Greek word is kynarian. You come closer to getting the word canine out of that word there. And it meant a domesticated dog. Israel had never seen this before. And now you've got 
little boys and girls seeing these Roman soldiers having these pet dogs, and now little Jewish boys and girls are tormenting their mom and dad saying, we want a pet dog. We want a little lap dog. We want a dog that we can have in our house. That happened exactly at my house. <laughs> Jaden said, Grandma wouldn't let us have an indoor dog. I want an indoor dog. I said, absolutely, I guess we should send him to <laughs> The family that went on vacation, and as they was on vacation, it weekend rolled around, Sunday was there, and like any good family does, they pick out a church to go to on Sunday. They don't vacation from church on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So while they was on vacation, they went to church. And it was a big Baptist church, like in Dallas or Houston. And as they was, they were from Dallas, and the, yeah, and they went to Houston. And they're in a big Baptist church, and they've left their St. Bernard dog with someone else, because there's your disadvantage over having a dog as having a cat. And all the cat people's like, yeah, that's right. So they've got to leave their dog with someone, and their dog's name is Belshazzar. Yeah. And as that family is sitting in this huge Baptist church, maxed out with people everywhere, and the pastor's preaching from the book of Daniel. And in this book of Daniel, this is what he says. Belshazzar made a feast for all of his friends. And in this family, the little girl... She turns next to the dad and says, Daddy, when did Belshazzar make a feast for all of his friends? And he said, shh, be still. And he continues on and says, Belshazzar drank wine from the golden, from the golden vessels. And the little girl says, Daddy, when did Belshazzar drink wine from the golden vessels? Shh, be still. Belshazzar saw the handwriting on the wall. Daddy, when did Belshazzar see the handwriting on the wall? Shh, be still. And then he said these words. And that night, Belshazzar died. And she just screamed out, Belshazzar's dead! Belshazzar's dead! And, she, and the dad picks the kid up, and the mom and all the other siblings, they're, they're marching up that, up that aisle to get out to the foyer, and every step the dad makes, I mean, as he's hurriedly getting his little girl out, Belshazzar's dead! Belshazzar's dead! Belshazzar's dead! That's the best dog story I could come up with on <laughs> short notice to tell a dog story on this dog sermon. Other than I guess I could tell the one that Greg tells, uh, uh, him and dad, I guess there was some dog that had been uh, in the garbage or whatever, and, and, and dad, he just took matters in his own hands, and, and he just he shot the dog. Oh. My dad was a nice guy, really. He was. <laughs> and Greg said they're standing outside on the porch, and as, they're, as dad's relaying this story to Greg about how, yeah, you know, this dog, and and I, I, sh I shot the dog. I, I, it was a long way off, and I shot it, and I seen it go down, and yeah, I killed the dog. 
And Greg's going, wow, you killed the dog. And Greg said, as he's telling this story, the same dog comes hobbling down the road as they're, and goes right by him. And Dad goes, well, there's the dog right there. <laughs> Greg says he's hobbling on one leg, you know. With, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what Jesus was doing, Jesus was calling this woman not the kion, the wild dog. Jesus was calling this woman a domesticated dog. And the moment he calls her that, she in turn calls him Lord. Because little puppy dogs have a master. And that's what she was saying. She in essence was saying, Lord, I'm yours and now you can't get rid of me. How many here will, you probably won't admit to it, how many here would, would ever admit to when you, maybe, maybe in your youth or whatever, that you took a dog and you didn't want to kill the dog, so you put the dog in your trunk and you drove it a long way off and then you buy somebody's house because otherwise you'd feel real guilty about it. <laughs> now, why would I know that? Oh. And then the following day, the same dog which you let out miles away, it's back at your home. <laughs> That's just what this woman's saying. Lord, I'm yours, and you don't be able to get rid of me. I heard a preacher tell me about four or five years ago, the Lord better take good care of me and my family, or else I'm just going to quit it all. He ain't the same kind of dog I am. Ain't the kind of dog I am. I'm kind of like the dog there at my house, little Charlie. Show me that picture. We got a picture of Charlie. We got a picture of Charlie and Jaden right there. <laughs> when I make Charlie go outside, he tries to get in the front door and he sees that ain't going to happen. You know what he does, anybody? Yeah, there you go. He goes to the back door. And when he sees that ain't going to happen, he goes back to the front door and he does this number. So much so that, that that plastic rubberized stripping, that ain't there no more at my house <laughs> in, the, in between those two doors. That's all gone. And then when you still won't let him in, he just sleeps right there on the front. Right there. He's, he's, he's saying, you can't get rid of me. I want to get back in this house some way. That's the spirit that this woman has. You close the front door, she's going to go to the back door. And then when that ain't going to happen, she's going to go rack around to the front door. And she's going to lay there until she gets what she needs. Last week, I got aggravated at Charlie. Show Charlie's picture again. And you're saying, how could you get aggravated at that? I got home and he had ate up a bunch of stuff. And he was all over the floor and... Half of it in my new chair that I just bought, and and boy, I was mad. And yeah, I wasn't aggravated. I was mad, and I raised my voice to that dog. And that dog's laying in the couch, and he's all curled up. And every now and then, he'd look over at me, and he'd drop his head back down. And he'd drop his head back down. It wasn't 30 minutes later. He was over there at the foot of my chair wanting me to rub his belly. And you know what I thought? I wish every Christian I knew had that kind of Christianity. Yeah. They done me wrong. 
and I ain't never giving back. That's about all Christianity some people's got. But this, this dog had got screamed at. Yes, I screamed at him. <laughs> and now 30 minutes later, he's right back there. He wants to be petted. Thank God for that. And I wish everybody was that way. Amen. Now, have I got time? I've just got enough time. I need 12 disciples up here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Now, if you know who you are, as I point you out, come right on up here. Come on. Twelve disciples. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on, Max. There's eight. Logan and Jeff. Nine, ten. Who else? Chris. Mike. Mike can be Simon Peter, let's say. (laughs) (laughs) And now, uh, Joy, come on up. Come on, Joy. This is fun. (laughs) Being able to boss Joy around. All right. Joy, you stand right here, and let's, uh, let's really, Bo Bear, come on up. Here's Jesus. He's close to God because he's wearing a St. Louis Cardinal deal. There you, there you go. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's go to act this out. I'm going to say the words. That way, Joy, you won't have to say anything, okay? All right. Here's what joy cries out. She goes to Jesus, and you got to look at Jesus, and you got to say, Lord, and here's what she says, heal my daughter. There you go, just like that. (laughs) And Jesus answers not a word. She then says, Lord, heal my daughter. And now all the disciples chime in and say, oh, just get out of here. Just go away. We don't need you. Move on. We don't need you. And then Jesus says, I'm sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Take one step closer to him. Then she came nearer unto him and said, Lord, help me. And then Jesus says, this ain't over yet. Then Jesus says, it's not right to take the children's bread And give it to you. And then she says, Lord, that's true. But even the little puppy dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from its master's table. And that's the key that unlocks the door. Because this has been a test the whole time. And then Jesus says, oh woman. Do some hands here, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Right now, your daughter is healed. Give him all a hand clap. See, this was a process. This woman's faith was being tested. And let me tell you, parents, she 
went to Jesus on behalf of her child. Every one of us need to do exactly the same thing. She went to Jesus on behalf of her child, and she wouldn't take no for an answer. She kept on and kept on and kept on and kept on. You know, I've heard people say before in the hyper-faith crowd, oh, no, you pray your prayer one time and that's it. You can't prove it by that story. She kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back. And Jesus said, oh, woman, great is your faith. Your daughter who is sick in bed at home in another country away, she is healed this very hour. Because of the persistence. Even though she didn't know it was a test, but it was. And Jesus rewarded that. She wasn't a kion, a wild dog. She was a domesticated puppy. And Jesus was seeing, letting her know what she was made of. Let's all stand. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we're thankful for your word that we can learn thereby. And I'm praying and believing today, dear God, let this, let this nugget and diamond of truth, let this be dropped down into every person's spirit that, Lord, all we need to do is knock and keep knocking, pray and keep praying, believing, dear God, that you're going to see us through. Thank God for your love for this woman who was outside of the covenant of God at this time. Jesus had not died as of yet, and that veil was broken. It was still, in, it was still intact, and this woman was basically locked out from the blessings of God. But God was moved and motivated by faith. And now, thank God, because of the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary, that veil has been rent from top to bottom, and whosoever will can come and drink of the water of life. Lord, if there's people here this morning that need you as Savior, Lord, let that be a truth that just explodes within them now. And they would know that and would ask you to be Savior. If there's people here with needs, help them know God, that they can pray and keep on praying and believe you for what they cannot do within their life. Believe you for the big part. In Jesus' name, amen. Beautiful Lord, wonderful Savior, I know for sure.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.